The Kelid knew it was now or never. The creature was weaponless and distracted. He ran to his left, towards the intense, blast furnace-like heat coming off the back of the boat. Most of the damage is back there. There's got to be pieces big enough to hurt it. He looked frantically at the ground where the ship was dug into the earth, but didn't see any more loose chunks of that strange metal. Worse, he realized he was wrong about that strange fire being a sign of damage, or at least damage he could use. There were no other ragged holes at the back of the boat, and as he got closer to the flame, he saw that even if there were, they wouldn't have anything helpful around them. The heat was so intense that the metal at the back of the boat was actually warping and melting, with literal pools of it forming on the ground. He could feel his skin starting to blister and knew he had to turn back to try and circle around the creature to get at the scrap the orc had found, if he could. He turned, and his heart sank as he saw the creature loping towards him. It was still clearly unsteady on its feet, but even so its size and power was letting it close the distance at a terrifying pace. The Kelly knew it was over, and he was angry. Gorum! That's what you're called, right? The god of war? Of battle? The creature was halfway to him now, and not slowing down. Do you call this a battle? Your follower died to an enemy who attacked him from behind, who wears armor that his weapons couldn't penetrate. He said he wanted a good death, but was it really? Wouldn't a good death be losing to an enemy he at least had a chance at beating? If you're truly the god of battle, you'll make this a fair fight. Just as he finished his challenge, the Kelid looked up. The sky had been lightning for a time, but in the heat of battle he hadn't noticed. But he noticed now. A great ball of flame had appeared in the opening in the cloud cover. Another falling boat, or a divine strike from mocking a god? But the flame wasn't moving. It stung his eyes to look at, even worse than the flame at the end of the boat. The sun. It's not an attack, and it's not another boat. It's the sun. The wonder of it almost made him forget where he was and the danger he was in. When the creature reached him, only its shadow stretching out before it gave him enough warning to dodge away. Its one good arm swung down in an arc and cratered into the ground where he'd been standing seconds before. The Kelid looked past the creature trying to gauge if he could outrun it or not. And that's when he saw it. If the sun hadn't come out when it did, he'd probably keep missing it, since it was nowhere near where he'd been looking. But there, gleaming in the reflected light, was his sword. This is Pot Against the Machine.
Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play where a giant snake will hug a murder ball while Spiro Agnew looks on approvingly. I'm your host, and here's everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I now have this headcanon that Spiro Agnew is always in our Skype slash foundry, because how else could he look on approvingly? <laughs> He's one of the guests in the Skype One call. of the many Izzy's has actually been Spiro Agnew this whole time. Yes, you know what he says. Freedom of speech is useless without freedom of snakes to grapple murder balls. This is your Spiro Agnew cast. Uh, previously on the program, the party wrapped up their conversation with Peter the Farmer of the why shaved valley he let everybody know that his vegetables are actually very good to eat and much better than alowin's crappy magical vegetables that don't even last a day um brixby tried to eat a carrot and it wasn't great um but alowin and tarazi took some stuff with them kira already had an apple and um peter let them know that they could sleep outside of his cave whenever they wanted they couldn't sleep in the cave because he needs that space for his activities. After that, the party departed in search of the machine cave, and they had to hike a couple miles to get there. But eventually, they found their way to a rather intimidating-looking opening in the wall that was partially blocked off from the side of their approach. And once they looped around the sort of stones that were in the way of the cave, they could see that there was a horrible crab monster just right inside the mouth of the cave. Good news, though. It wasn't alive anymore. Somebody had iced it to death and then dragged it into the cave and propped it up just as a sort of hello, maybe don't come in this cave kind of thing. It's really not the most welcoming vibe when you see a giant crab monster. But... The party was undeterred. They checked out the crab monster a little bit, and then they headed down to the south, because that was the way the cave said they could go, where they found a pool of water and three murder balls. The murder balls tried to live up to their names and started flying around and chopping bits off people, as murder balls do. But uh, the party so far has refused to have very many bits chopped off of them. They've also managed to fill the room with smoke, so the murder balls can't see so well, but the, everybody in the party can see. And the um, giant snake keeps grappling, said murder balls, and everybody else just keeps trying to hurt them and confuse them and overwhelm their delicate senses and all these mean things. And uh, we are starting here at the top of round three, I believe. It is Alwyn's turn. Okay, uh... Alowin is going to see if I can do this the way I was measuring this. Which one is move my guy? This one. Uh, so he is going to kind of circle around here. Is there a way to see how many feet you're moving while you're moving your character in this one like you could in? There's a module for that called Drag Ruler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a plugin. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to circle around. I think if I go to this one, that was 30 feet of movement. And that's also the one that I need to be in to do this without hitting Tarazi. Uh, so what he did for all the folks at home is he kind of circled around in an upside down L shape around to the uh, northwest of this 
yeah, no, northwest of this pool of water. And then as a swift action, he is going to pop his uh, lightning wand of lightning bolt from his wrist sheath. And if I draw a line like this here, that is a straight line that goes through both of those creatures, but does not go through Tarazi's square. That's really mean, too. And he is going to fire a lightning bolt of his... Do I have four left or three left? Let me look on my sheet. No, I do not have very many left in this thing. But he is going to fire one, and they need to make me a reflex save. All right, we're going to start with the agitated torture robot, because it's not grappled, so it's got the better chance here. Uh, How does a 23 sound? Uh, Let me look what it says on the wand. It is... I'm looking for it. It's a level 3 lightning bolt. does not say the DC on the wand. I've run into this problem before. I always remember to look it up, and this time I did not. Well, so think about it, right? It's a level 3 spell. Yeah. Quick, level 5 plus, so that would make its DC 15, right? Uh, DC 15. Alright, so we got one pass, and now I'm just checking what the uh, penalty for grappled is towards reflex saves for the other one. I think it actually passed as well. Takes a minus... No. Is there no penalty to reflex saves? Just the minus two to dexterity, or minus four to dexterity. Yeah, there might not be. So it's a minus two to reflex saves because your dexterity is lower, which gives it a 19 on saving throw. So they both saved. Yay! Both only take half damage. But it is 1d6 per caster level, and it is a CL5 item. Uh, So that is, they're still going to take half of 5d6. Technically, 75%. Yeah, they'll take half and then half times one. Yeah, minute. since they take their extra robot damage, yeah. So that's 10, 11, ugh, God, I got three ones out of that. So that is 12 points of damage that they take half of and then half again the other way. So, so nine. they take nine points of damage. All right, not too bad. Agitated hadn't been hurt that yet. That was garbage, but it's something. <laughs> it's damage at least. And that'll be his whole turn. All right, and the do- Jolly Torture robot. Let's see, it's been hit a few times now. So starting to eat away at it. And that'll bring us to the Jolly Torture robot, who is once again going to roll will save in order to try to do anything at all. Uh, that uh, might do it. How does a 23 sound? He can act this turn. It does not, however, remove the effect. It doesn't end until the end of ten turns, but he can't act this turn. Well, it's very upset. It is... let's see, what's it going to do? I think what it's going to do is it's going to change things up a little bit. It knows this snake is very strong. So what it's going to do is it's going to roll a heal check on the snake to sort of just, you know, inject it with some horrible torturey goodness um so it's not a very good heal check but i do need a fortitude save from levi uh uh 18. so levi is going to take three strength damage as this some kind of horrible torturing serum gets injected into him uh just to make sure real quick that serum isn't considered a poison is it it is not it's just an extraordinary Ah, weird thing oh i tried 
All right, that's probably the only time it's ever gonna get to act in this entire combat, but uh, Brixby's up. Uh, Brixby's gonna look over at Big Stuff and the robot that he initially hit and just be like, yeah, I don't wanna deny them that pleasure. And uh, sees that his good friend Snake has recently been tortured. So he is going to move, and by good friend Snake, he, he means good friend Levi. He's going to move uh, 20 feet to the west, and he is going to, uh, oh man, I know it's gonna take a little bit of a, a, a in combat precise strike penalty here, but he's gonna fire off his last scorching ray. Brixby is going to level and shoot at the agitated torturer robot. Um, all right. Okay, these are still technically against flat-footed touch um, because it can't nice. see me. All right. So that is a 14, a 10, and then I roll a nat 20 on that last one. So I'm going to roll to confirm there. Uh, that is a 12. Oh, but it is touch, though. So it, yeah. you never know. Um, yeah, you're looking at two regular hits. The crit is not confirmed. All right, no worries, no worries. So uh, I will give you the fire and the sneak attack separately. Because it can't see you, that's very mean. I'm becoming an agitated torturer robot because of this. (laughs) (laughs) So here is the fire, here is the sneak. So that's 34 points of fire and 36 points of sneak. Oh man, that's so much math though. Well, for what it's worth, aside from any contingency things, I'm out of Scorching Rays. I guess I have like a wand with a weak Scorching Ray. That's bad. All right. Shields are down. And uh, that's my turn. You got it, Levi. All right. Well, the agitated torture robot is very upset with you, but... It can't see you right now, so it's gonna instead go after the um, the smaller of the snakemen. Let's see. It, it wishes that it could flank with its grappled buddy, but it just can't quite. So I think it's gonna do. Let me look at some of its different abilities here. It's gonna go for yeah. Why not? It's gonna try to inject you with some nanites. Just a little touch attack. That is a 31 versus touch. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I do need a fortitude save. All right. Is this considered a poison? Um, it doesn't say it is. Uh, I think I'm good either way. That's a 32. All right. You are fatigued. For just one round. Not too bad. Would have been worse if you failed. Now, I think the tough torture robot has now seen that um, Kira is pretty strong. And uh, so it's going to just try to inject her real quick with something to take the edge off of that, I think. Um, So I do need a fortitude fortitude save from Kira. Positive, none of these are poisons, right? (laughs) Yeah, they don't appear to be poison. There's not poison mentioned anywhere in the descriptors. That is going to be a 22. How's a 22 do? Oh, no. That's 
that is a fail. So Kira is going to take three strength damage. Three strength damage? As, oh no. Yeah. As ability damage, the book continues. And then it is just going to float back a little bit. Because it's, it's getting a little concerned. And Tough it though it may the be. Nanite injection thing? Is that. Can. Yeah. Can you take a five-foot step if you can't see? Oh, can you not? I was pretty hmm. sure we, we've come across that before and it can't. Yeah, because I think it's you're considered to be like right. in difficult terrain when you can't see and you can't five-foot in difficult. Yeah, everything's difficult terrain even though it's flying. All right. Then it's, it's just going to stay there and hope that it's three strength damage basically rendered Kira inoperable. I mean, it could move and provoke. It doesn't want to do that. has more strength than anyone else in the party. <laughs> uh, so Kira is up. Oh no, I'm still adding my ability score damage. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves. You're supposed to give us a topic. <laughs> I'm supposed to give you a what? That, that was a that was a Linda Richmond, old SNL. <laughs> um, Talk amongst scary. yourselves. Got it. Okay. Great. I'll give you a topic. A thigh master is neither a thigh nor a master. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> Just thinking about that gets me all verklempt. I know that one. Getting verklempt. Okay, here we go. It's done. In there. Like butter. I think I'm ready. I'm still going to hit this thing because now I'm upset. You were supposed to surrender because you don't have the strength anymore. No. Five foot step. For a full attack again. Not with that deck. He's still got like 17 strength or something. Ooh, that's an 18, which is a critical threat with a chainsaw. 18 on the deck. Oh, Sorry. good. Okay, come on. Do something for me here. <gasps> that's a 24 to confirm, which I'm pretty sure does not do it. Yeah, it doesn't quite do it. So close. Okay, still three, six, seven, twelve, twenty, thirty-two chainsaw damage. It's pretty mean to the old tough robot. Doesn't all go through, but still. Seventeen, seventeen, thirty-four on the next hit. A uh, thirty-four will hit. Uh, nice. Just shy of max damage there. That's gonna be twelve. 32, 37 damage. The robot comes clattering to the floor at Kira's feet. She has taken down the tough torturer. Yeah. She lifts the chainsaw and does one final, slightly weakened sort of jab through it and just slices it right in half. (laughs) And then gives a thumbs up to Levi again because they're friends. Uh, that's my turn. Which will bring us to the aforementioned friends. <laughs> and Levi, with this robot in his mouth, tries to kind of give you a, like a, yeah, but it's got a mouthful of robot and is a snack. That's, and so it's a I understand. <laughs> it's the bot that counts. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> Who among us? Hasn't <laughs> been a snake with a mouthful of robot. Well, uh, fatigued though he is, uh, Tarazi will still attempt a, a slightly weaker full attack against this. Uh, we'll start with the 
grappled, jolly, exhausted, uh, you know, emotionally traumatized robot or whatever all these conditions are, uh, with the shield again. Looks, uh, I've got a 27 and a 34. I think two of those hit. Yeah, those, those are both hits. Yay. A little less damage now. Not pleased with that, just so we're clear. Uh, so it's 12 on the first hit. This is Adamantian. And uh, 14 on the second hit. All right. Still hanging on. Some serious damage. Yeah, it's, it's still got some beef. Ugh. It's a beefy ball. Just this mouthful of meatballs. Levi's going <laughs> to... Split, spit out the meatball covered in razor blades and I'd give it a the old full attack. Oh, bad, bad rolls. Yeah, that went poorly. Three and a one on the die. Uh, so I guess the robot will then be free on its next turn to fail a well save and knock it back. That's the nice. uh, end of the uh, Rattler race. Right. Well, um, that will bring us to Alloin. Uh, Alloin is going to try to blast these things again. Hopefully, do better than nine damage. Or left, and then I can put something else in that sheath. Uh, Fifteen on the dot for the agitated torture robot. And okay, meets beats. Only a fourteen for the jolly one. Yes. Nice. Jolly is going to take full damage. Hopefully, I don't roll three ones. They are reflexive little beasties. That is 16. So one will take full, the other will take half. Alright, so the jolly one takes 24. And then the other one takes 12, I think? Takes, yeah, 12 yeah. for the agitated one. Alright. That math wasn't too hard. I was a little worried for a second. <laughs> Uh, you going and anywhere? he is uh, just going to stay here because I think they don't know where he is since he's moved since they last seen him. There's this lightning coming out of this cloud at them. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the Jolly Torture Robot and its weekly will save. <laughs> um, 16. That is a fail. All right. Well, it's going to five foot float into the flank with Tarazi because it's mad. And, um, Brixby, bereft of Scorchy Doodles. But not bereft of one last Furcus granted spell. So Brixby's going to cast, he's actually going to look down at the debris around him. And instead of reaching into his spell component pouch, he's going to pick up a little bit of ruined tech off the ground. And with a word and a somatic component, is going to look at the agitated torturer robot and be like, you are nothing more than a flying toasting module. Because he is rebuking it as is rebuke technology. And I am going to need you to roll me a fortitude save. Not the most fortitudinous. Um, a natural one for a grand total of a four. 
You have failed. You shroud the targeted technological object or creature, such as a robot or nanotech swarm, with magical energy. If the creature fails to resist the spell, it is rendered inert and unusable or unconscious in case of creatures. For the spell's duration, which is one round per level, you can attempt a new fortitude save at the end to end the effect early at the end of your turn after a full round has elapsed after being affected by the spell. Wow, so the agitated torture robot is inert. Yeah. Uh, and further question on that, Sam, the agitated torture robot was floating above a pool of water and it just went inert and fell unconscious. Does anything happen to it in that case? Well, I suppose it would probably fall. It's only like five feet off the ground, but it can fall in the water and just sort of be floating. And electrocute there. itself? <laughs> no, it's yeah, fine. That's a wonder. Like the Androvins were known for their um, waterproofing. Waterproofing. <laughs> yeah, they shield everything. They were they were so good about wire shielding. Yeah, the planned obsolescence of today's technology really just make, looks that much worse when you see these thousands-year-old robots just swimming yeah. in the pool of water. Yeah, they built stuff to last in Androffa. Oh, that's why. That thing has an otter case on it. That's what makes me sense. It's just floating. <laughs> yeah, it's got the soft and the hard layers. Hot Against the Machine, brought to you by Otter. Life. But again, just one otter. Just Not a single otter. otter company or... <laughs> You too can buy an advertising spot on the show for four poorly bashed pieces of shellfish. Uh, <laughs> Looking at you, Monterey Bay right. Aquarium. <laughs> and that is my turn. Well, now it's the agitated torture robot's turn, but unfortunately it doesn't get a turn. And it has to wait a full round before it gets a save, so not till next time around when it's totally going to still be alive. At the end of its next turn gets the save. Okay. So, the commanding Kira, you no longer have a robot to bash, so you're just gonna abandon everyone in the cave, probably? Yeah, I I did my job. I won my fight, so I'm gonna head out. Let's see, how far is it to squeeze past my snake friends? Can I stand right here? Do I, um, does Levi take up space? Can I get through my friends? I know I've asked this before, but it's probably been two years, right? Yeah, you, you can pass through your friend's spaces. Yep. Awesome. And I will happily take whatever potential damages come from doing that, um, from getting too close to this guy, but I'm going to be there. Now, can he take an attack of opportunity if he cannot take a standard action? Can he see? I'm going to say no. Uh, he probably couldn't see anyways, yeah, so, like, he, he's very overwhelmed and smoky. It's right, pretty neat. go for the chainsaw. That's a one, so I'm going to sit back down. Tarazi, you got it. All right, um, fervent Tarazi, you are flanked between an inert robot just sort of bobbing in the water and an overwhelmed robot that's just, like, can't believe all the pretty colors that it can see right now. Wow. I mean, seeing that the chainsaw-wielding Kira has arrived, Tarasi feels comfortable shifting his attention to the inert bobbing on the water <laughs> one, uh, and we'll just try and wail on it with a uh, bashing 
adamantine heavy shield. I don't know. I mean, it's it's inert, so 22 probably still doesn't hit, but the other two would. Well, it it's inert, so it's definitely flat-footed if it's basically just an inert object right now. So 22 does hit. Oh, well then, lovely. We have three hits from the from the shield. Yeah, it didn't specifically say inert means you're flat-footed, but if it's just like a chunk of technology that can't do anything, it doesn't get his dodge bonus. Looking at 13, 15, and 15. 43 total. All adamantine. All right. It's pretty bashed up now. Sweet. We're going to try and bite it. Not not Tarazi, to be clear. Levi. A 24 and a 22. Yeah, those will both hit. Hooray. Who would have thought I would see the day when I would get five hits in a round? Uh, that is... Pause for hero map. Yeah, uh, that is... Oh, because of the strength. Damage. Uh, 18 on the first hit. Not adamantine. Ooh, and 17 on the second. Uh, let's just go for a grab on an inert robot. Why not? Ooh, terrible, but only uh, 28. I don't know if it's considered helpless enough that I could just grab it anyway. And that would beat its CMD if it was conscious. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's little. Well, then, yeah. Snake Boy has had a, had a good run. You got a constrict damage coming? Oh, yes, I do, because I know how to play this game. Finally, more than minimum 12. Just a, just a little bit goes through on that hug. You have just the tiniest bit. All right. And that'll bring us to Alowin. It's now probably the best time to shoot lightning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's immediately going to fire another one and hit all four of the characters uh, <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What is the best thing for him to do? Bells. Oh, hey, I can use this one. Uh, to really waste the turn. <laughs> So the uh, this furthest one down here, uh, there we go. That's one that does it. Uh, that one needs to make me a uh, what you call it, a will save. The thing robots don't normally make. Um, not bad. How's a twenty-two sound? It's gonna do it. Nothing happens. Ray did something. <laughs> casting, yeah, I was casting Murderous Command, so even if it was able to act on its turn, it would have to use it to go over and hit the other robot. Nice. Uh, but that is a Saber Suck spell, so that is all that happens, and I think I'm going to start circling back around to the rest of the group. I'm not going to move the full extent of my movement, just going to kind of get over here not get in Brixby's way. Uh, and by over here, I kind of moved back to the north of the rest of the party, kind of halfway back around the pool. In the perfect spot for where the other things come out of the wall and Ozil's going to grab you. <laughs> yeah, yeah <and> suck <laughs> me into the wall. Um, so the Jolly Torture Robot 
makes the obligatory will save. Oh, 24. Okay, he can act. All right, let's see. It's in a bad way right now. It's got a lot of people in front of it. I think it's just going to go bonkers with the rotating blades. We're going to start with two on Kira, and then we're going to do two on Tarazi, I think. And we're looking for crits. How about... 27 to hit Kira. 27 will hit. With a, an 86 on the blur. It's pretty solid blurring. Uh, seven damage. Really good at these above 50 rolls. Yeah. Um, and a 22 for the second one. 22 will also hit. Only but... a 16 on the blur. Haha! I knew if I said it in the rising way that would work out <laughs> spying on my dice tray here all right now it's turning to tarazi because like theoretically it's going to kill somebody how does a 35 sound oh yeah well hit. Blur. 79 on the blur forgot about blur and thought you were saying 79 points of damage for a second there. no seven points of damage and one last attack this is the one that takes tarazi down because it is a 28 to hit no that's a miss no it takes you down though i no. said it before he already said it you did say it however a 28 will miss all right uh brixby you are up Things are going well for the robots. <laughs> they they feel think, the tide are turning. Yeah, well, I mean, the one that's in the water certainly feels uh, feels the tide. I'm sure. Well, I guess there's probably not a whole whole lot of tide in this this pool here, but there is an acid splash. That is what's going to happen to it. Looks uh, like no way this is not going to hit. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. Yeah, that's a 20 versus it's whatever AC. It's, it's, it's bobbing in the water AC. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. All right, so first off, acid damage. Big one. Very nice. Sneak attack. Oh, not great. Only 11. Oof. 5d6. Not fantastic. They've definitely been better damage rolls. That's fine. He's, he's feeling feeling good about things. Bob away. And that's my turn. Alright, now does it get a new save at the beginning of its turn or at the end of its turn? End of its turn. Alright, so. so very exciting turn as it rolls a fortitude save to try to turn itself back on. You are looking to beat 20. I don't. I don't beat that number. <laughs> Keep bobbing. <laughs> so, Kira, you're up. <laughs> And you have a jolly robot in your face that just did like a little, little pinprick of damage. Oh, that's a little guy. Uh, that's cool. And a full attack. Let's roll in here. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Still got that strength damage though, right? That that yeah. doesn't go away. You have to like actively punch that. Yeah, it, it's probably there forever. <laughs> so close. Uh, twenty-nine. I don't remember the twenty-nine hits. Twenty-nine hits. Six plus twenty, and another twenty-nine on that damage. Let's roll All another right. one. D twenty plus seventeen. Oh, 
another nine. Does a 26 hit? Oh, uh, 26 does hit. Cool. 30 points of damage. And he, oh, that's the end of the Jolly Torture Robot. Yay. Um, you can technically five foot step into the water if you want to go after the other one. Oh, heck yes I do. I'm sure nothing bad will happen in the water. I have plenty of hit points. It's fine. Keep keep it going. Roll. 1d20 plus 12. Uh, 24. I don't feel as confident about that one. Well, since it's uh, currently bobbing in the water in that's that pile right, of metal, I forgot the bobbing. Will hit. Oh. <laughs> and grabbed. <laughs> and grappled. <laughs> yeah, so th- you're not going for a very high number here. <clears throat> uh, 33 on that one, and then last one here. 1d20 plus 7. Oh, it's an 11, but does that work? <laughs> Let's see. Now you're making me do math because that's such a bad roll. So oh. wait a second. It's with the grab that does hit it. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> because it is flat-footed. Wait, no, wait, oh. no, because that's not touch. Never mind. Never mind. That's not touch, AC. That one doesn't. Okay. Well, you can have your 33 points of damage back. Uh, I am in the water now, so no one electrocute. Okay. Uh, a kraken comes and. Just oh. you like six times. Dang it. I knew it. That's my turn. Ter- Did it? Yeah. It, uh, it's, yeah, Tarazi's turn. Can you end this thing's misery? I hope so. Levi is going to maintain the grapple and just do some constrict damage real quick. Twelve, so two. <laughs> <laughs> it is surprisingly still alive. It's all right. Three shield bashes coming. I'd like to think that uh, Levi is kind of holding it just as, as much as little of it in his teeth as he can so this shield just comes smashing down on the water and it's making this fun little splash uh, as they like play with this little robot and try and murder it uh, that is going to be two I think only two hits Actually, no, one of them was a, the lowest was an 18. I forgot that it's all the conditions. <laughs> yeah, with the grapple, that 18 will hit. You will not touch. Uh, 18, 15, and 16. Adamantine. Smashy, smashy. Splashy, splashy. It is officially smashed and splashed as the agitated torturer robot is no more. Just floating in the abyss of the water. I don't know why it's an abyss, but it's, it's water. <laughs> it's an abyss for it, and it kind of, it's dead. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Woohoo. For those who might not remember the description of the room <laughs> from a week ago, though no time has passed, uh, this is a room with a large pool of murky water dominating the center of it. Uh, muddy shores are surrounded by a hopeless tangle of metal tubes, gears, and mechanical junk and debris. There is a long dead body of a woman along the southern wall, partially buried in rubble. Brixby's going to cap the um, <clears throat> ever-smoking bottle, which means it's going to be some rounds before that's actually dispersed, <laughs> unless I want to put a spell on there. So it's still smoky in here, but we can see. Um... Is everyone okay? 
Um, I got a tiny bit stabbed, but I'm fine. Eh. Yes. I took minimal damage myself, but Levi appears to have been with the worse for wear from that injection. Was Levi the only other one who got injected? Well, Tarazi, they tried, but crushed the fortitude save and was just fatigued instead. Nailed it. May have been a different injection, though. They had a lot of nasties. So Kira is standing and looking at the place where she was injected. It's like, I feel kind of weird. Uh, and looks at Tarazi and is like skeptical for a second and then try and then decides to suck it up. When the thing stabbed you, did were you did any Do you feel weird too? I felt somewhat tired for a while. Fatigued for about six seconds. But it passed quickly for me. And Kira just, like, nods slowly. Uh, okay. I just, okay. Yeah, me too. I also felt tired for six seconds, and also maybe still. Yeah, I think, um, maybe Alwyn might want to take a look at you in, in just a moment. Um, I'm sorry, this this might be an inappropriate time to do this, but... Tarazi, the prowess with which you fight, and... and Levi, of course, is inspiring. And it, it would be a waste and a detriment uh, to not um, see if you could use this. And we pull out, we pull it out, pull out that null blade. There it is. And uh, Rixby Kittler can't hold it. Yeah, so I guess Frixby like uh, goes in the bag and pulls it out, <laughs> and Kira looks somewhat horrified. <laughs> I fall off my disc, um, but you catch the sword, not me. Just <laughs> I like that. Fall Kira off the disc is into standing, the bag. Standing there between Brixby and and Tarazi, just staring at Brixby, like, "Are you? Are you sure this? It was. I, it really wasn't anyone's." Except for, well, we're not going to talk about where it came from. But there is a place for memorial memory. And there are some things we have that I think will never be fired again or used again. But I can't imagine Absher would object. I, um... I don't know what to say about this. I, uh... This belonged to someone that I respected very deeply for a while. But... I think it would be best used in your hands. Kira, I, I mean, if you, if you feel differently, um, I'm, I'm sorry to put you in a weird spot, but you could say so. I uh, probably should have asked first. I'm sorry. And Kira looks at Brixby, looks at the sword, looks at Tarazi, looks back at Brixby. No, you're, you're right. Asher would want us to have the best chance that we can. And seems like seems like this is maybe a good choice and we'll turn to hand the sword a hilt first because that's how you do safety to Tarazi if Brixby trusts you so do I we're not best friends but we can be regular acquaintances also I really like your snake he seems cool 
That's a good sticker, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, that was. We be regular acquaintances. <laughs> that all there is there's a sticker flat on the hilt of it that says that exact thing. <laughs> wow. In smaller font, your snake is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll tell you a little bit about, you know, we can hand wave, but basically about the properties in the null blade that we learned since the last time we had a successful roll on it, so you don't have to figure it out yourself. Dope. <clears throat> but, yeah, technical aspects aside, uh, listening to the conversation between the two uh, OG party members, uh, Terezi recognizes the, uh, I don't know, the the significance, and he would gratefully sheath his now seemingly inferior plus one bastard sword, uh, and accept the proffered hilt with its gracious sticker, uh, and say, "I thank you for this." I will prove myself to be worthy of this blade and your trust. You've already begun to, and um, I don't doubt that you will. There was a historically disputed his height necessarily, but a commander from Galt who uh, once said that there are the forces in the world, both the spirit and the sword. But in the long run, the former will always overcome the latter. You and Levi have a strong spirit. I can tell. And I don't think I've really said this yet. We're lucky that you've found us and that you've come with us. Um, so thank you to both of you. We certainly feel lucky to have found you as well. It feels as though we have more of a purpose than simply striking back at the Technic League. Something bigger now we are a part of. And, well, it is our honor. Kira offers Tarazi a goo tube. It's an insidious <laughs> gesture of friendship. I'm going to say she's not being friendly. She's sense motive. Get rid of them. No, I voluntarily fail and uh, just trust this as the kindest gesture because Tarazi, like everyone in Numeria knows, these are a treat. <laughs> the Numerian treat. Yeah, but it's like insidious iodine <laughs> ice. Like, it is a, it's a bad flavor. Bad character. To you, maybe. You say that like there's a good flavor of good <laughs> All oh, of them, sir. There's, there's one at least. Has anyone ever like has done the iodine like water purification tablets like when you're hiking, camping? Oh yeah, like else? the camping mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Yeah, to prevent getting giardia. Mmm, just mm-hmm. that flavor all the way through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe that's pronounced giardinera. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> salad you'll ever have. Uh, <laughs> so uh it, it looks like there, there might be a body over there and um i don't know this looks like junk but there might actually be something in it perhaps we should look around a bit so i'm gonna roll perception and look why even bother to roll perception yeah that wasn't a great roll i rolled poorly 
Must be I've got a 16 on the die. I'm like, oh, that's not terrible. And Zach has a much higher roll. We can all see I mean, things. I We're think... all good at seeing. Kira has see the same things. as I do. And I, think... I don't. I lied yeah, that one time. But I have the same. a one yeah. point lower. But also, it was, I rolled a four, so it's irrelevant. So, very high. <laughs> 18, you probably 17. still beat my 16. <laughs> yeah, we're all up there. So it looks like the the metal scrap in here has been basically stripped. Like all the guts are gone. All of the potentially valuable like circuitry, chips, everything has been like pulled out and you're just left with like bent and rusting pieces of metal. Um, so, I mean, someone went through this pretty thoroughly and took everything they wanted. The... Um, dead body though does still have a tattered leather pouch on it that looks like it's got some goodies on it <laughs> uh, goodies the Sierra song I was <laughs> there are 490 gold pieces and on these gold pieces is minted like a, a shield insignia with two like crossed rifles on it a little fancy Alcanstar? looking that would be that would be Alkenstari currency, yes. Whoa. Um, She's a long way from home. There are a dozen little artfully jade, artfully carved jade figurines, um, each worth a, a pretty penny. Uh, there is a double-barreled pistol. Um, a couple, uh, a couple or three magical uh, bullets hanging out there. And uh, this weird golden compass-looking thing. What about a subtle knife and an amber spyglass? Are those also there? Sadly, they haven't yet appeared. Does the compass seem like a spellcraft or an engineering or a... Oh, looks like you're looking at spellcraft for all this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to roll a spellcraft, though. I know that Alowin's really good at this, too. I'm going to roll a 26. A 32. Yeah, buddy. Okay, I'll start with the least exciting thing. The uh, bullets are lesser bull- burrowing bullets. I don't know exactly what those do, but they sound like the kind yeah. of thing that somebody... Does it, like, dig into you? Probably. Maybe they, like, go through hardness or something. I'm not looking it up. I'm just speculating. Oh. Okay, yeah, there's a normal... Ooh, it's a plus one bullet... Deals normal damage uh, and then causes racking pain. Pain. Yeah. Oh, it means they're staggered. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Until they move the. Ooh, for 1d3 them. rounds or until the bullet's removed with a DC 15 heal check. Not bad. Oh, and there's a greater version that takes that's even worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And the uh, gun, you're looking at a plus one Huntsman double barreled pistol. So does Huntsman give it, like, the effect of, like, favored prey or something? Uh, what does that do? Enhancement bonus on survival checks made to track any creature that's oh. damaged in the past day. And a one, uh, 1d6 damage to creatures the wielder is tracked. This would be, I mean, while it's not necessarily as good as the ones that were, that Asher had from um, the Zill, that is definitely kind of Asher flavored in a way, for sure. It's neat. Um, I mean, the fact that it does like tracking and stuff would be good with Tar- but Tarazi isn't really a shooter. Yeah. yeah, he'd have that minus four on shooting it, I think, for... Yeah, because you're not trained in firearms. 
Yeah, I think we probably throw it in the bag. Um, mm-hmm. Don't do this at home, kids. Rixby's going <laughs> to load the gun and throw it into the bag. Don't do this <laughs> at home. But it, it, I mean, the, the thought process is that in the much more traditional kind of buccaneer sense, I could probably shoot a loaded gun once in combat. And mm-hmm. that's about add some negatives. Um, and yeah. get a sneak attack off at touch. Worse comes to worse. Until we sell this thing, obviously, which mm-hmm. we're going to sell. I'm just saying, let's hold on to it in case we need it. And double barrel pissy, you can fire that twice in one round, can't you? I suppose so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then the, the last thing is a delicate golden wayfinder, like the Pathfinder Society mm-hmm. uses, which are small magical devices that with a command you can make it shine as the light spell. They also have a non-magical compass built into them that normally grant you a plus two circumstance bonus on survival checks to orienteer to avoid being lost. Um, they have a small indentation designed to hold an Ioun stone normally. This one is in this case um, inlaid with a like yellowish green gem already that doesn't appear to be magical it just like is a decoration and on the inside cover of this thing like facing the compass there is a detailed like hand-painted tiny portrait of a handsome man who is wielding a pair of pistols oh it's Um, asher i was gonna say it's asher (laughs) one man who wields pistols um, if anybody's looking at this thing, you could roll me either a survival check or knowledge geography. Geography, look at the geography of his handsome face. Yeah, I have to look at that craggy, beautiful face. <laughs> What's that thing that means it's the same on both sides, symmetrical? So My survival's garbage. 22. Oh, same. Hey. 21. Oh, nice. 18. I think everybody but Kira realizes this at the uh, right around the same time. This compass is not pointing north. Ooh. It's, it's like weirdly it's pointing, pointing to the southwest. Oh, is it, pointing to, is it pointing towards their love? Like, that is going to legitimately make me cry. Like Oh, like they each just, have one that like, points towards to the other? Up just like a little <laughs> bit after that. Oh, my God. That's oh, If that is true, I have literally just elicited two tiny tears at the idea if that is pointing towards, like... Because I was going to make a joke, like, why do I roll knowledge geography? Is he, like, Mount Handsome or something like that? But this is this is so cute and possibly sad. <laughs> Can we know anything about why it's doing that? Except, or is it just like a, we just guess that it's not north and who knows, it's a screwy compass. Ah, uh, you could roll me a knowledge religion. All right, I can try that. Oh, yeah, that is a 35. Oh, wow. Yeah, you Born again Brixby. <laughs> well, I think Brixby in all his days of study um, has learned to see the signs. This, this wayfinder is a little bit haunted. Oh no! <laughs> so just like the the lightest little sprinkling of a haunting going on in this thing. What exactly does that mean? It's just like I wonder if it's item. her. 
Like, maybe she's haunting it and making it point back to either him or her home or something. It's a light haunting. I don't know why you're worried. I wish I played an occultist so bad. Is it cursed? It's not cursed. Just a light okay. haunting. Just a light haunting. Uh, haunted. Yeah, this feels <laughs> too on brand for our, like, a partially haunted party at the very least. So, <laughs> yeah. yep. I'm waiting for the reveal that it's got a gias on it and we have to go find him before we can do it. <laughs> yeah, let's take it with us. Um, yeah. mm, that'll be interesting to potentially follow that whenever we get a chance to. Because yeah, nothing bad has ever happened from our party following a uh, direction finder that leads to somewhere that doesn't <laughs> have to do with the main. Everything oh. has always been fine. Hey, we got a, we got the Halic out of that. We got it, yeah. That was just, cool as heck. Also lost it. I mean, yeah. granted, Asher died. Yes, we're not going to talk about that. We, part. The one in, one out policy. No. Yeah, so we'll sacrifice somebody else no, to get something I mean, else cool at the end of this one. Yeah. <laughs> no. We traded a Halic for the Halic. And who uh, who can argue with that when they have the same name? That's fair. Uh, <laughs> looking at this. You said it looked like she'd been dead for a long time. Does a 26 heal give an indication closer of how long? Um, let me see. If, what was the roll? It was a 26. Let me see what the DCs even are. It gets harder and harder the longer it's been. Uh, but yeah, I unless somebody has knowledge, nobility, and wants to roll on the coin <laughs> and to get an indication from which, but even then, you don't know how long they had the coin. Never mind. Yeah, I, I don't think you, you can really tell. It's definitely been a while, but it's it's hard to say how long. It's been a while. Been a while. I think that th <laughs> this cave is pretty free of like insects and decomposers, so. The body might have been here longer than like the state it's in would indicate. Well, uh, two two questions before we consider moving farther west. Uh, well, three. One, I overheard Zach mention maybe that was his last scorching ray. Uh, are we depleted enough that we should just go back? Uh, no way. I still uh, have a bunch of my highest level spells, oddly enough. I've just been casting most of my level two. Level three. Um, uh, how bad are? Because I was going to ask this when my uh, recording killed itself. Uh, how bad are Kira and Tarazi and Levi hurt? Uh, I said I got a little bit stabbed. I'm down fifty percent. I'm down. I'm at half health. One twenty-three. Oh, no. so and oh, wow. 123. Uh, you're down. And also, uh, yeah, you three have what you call it damage too, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I think the lesser of restoration does, can do damage. The one that yep. doesn't cost money. Yes, it does. Um, okay, so I can cast two more of those today. Did anybody else take damage from their uh, torture attacks or just... Yeah. Your... Levi is down three strength as well. Levi is uh, down strength. Tarazi is fine. He's still at 98 hit points. Okay, uh, Kira get two strength back. Uh, Snake, you're back to full because I was a four on the second one. Hooray! So that's both of my restorations. And let's see, 
you know, I'm probably not going to be casting great hit on anybody. Uh, oh wait, but that's one lower. I need to be one higher. I think I'm running out of spell slots to heal people with. Because uh, I used up a lot healing us after those earlier fights today. Should we take a nap? Oh. This is a very long adventuring day. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure okay. I have two successes on that goo cube. If I remember correctly, and then I'm looking. Oh, do we have two? Yeah, and tomorrow is my next one. Because remember when we yeah. got to the valley, I'm like, can I do it? And like, it was, uh, mm. yeah. A uh, Kira can heal 19 woo from woo. the Kira serious. And ooh, that's an eight. That's two eights. Awesome. Uh, 16, 17, 18, 19, 29 on the second one. Oh, I'm so healthy right now. I can do three more of those. How bad is uh, Tarazi or Levi? Levi took no damage. Tarazi's still at, I mean, he's almost at 100, so he's fine. Okay, so I'll hit Kira with another one of these. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm to one up to 110, so I feel uh, good. That one not as good. Uh, that's 18. Ah, yes. That, and that just, that drops me like right short of full, so. Okay, so we're all good then. And I still have, like, almost all of my sorcerer spells, so I can use those if I have to to cast something lower. Or at least I can use the level two ones to cast level one uh, healing spells if I have to. Also, I lied, and that puts me at full. I'm sorry. I can't do math. I think I can actually do level three to level two now ones. If we're going to continue, Tarazi's going to eat a pepper. If we're not, then he'll save that pepper for tomorrow. It's up to how people are feeling. Um... I don't have a ton of spells, but I mean, I could hold my own in like one more combat, probably. Um, we yeah, also I'd say maybe we clear the rest of this place and then call that a day. I mean, we don't know how long that or how deep that's going to be oh, or true. what that's going to entail. We don't know if it's one more room or a bunch. So just something I'm putting out there, like um, I yeah. can also teleport us and I have a dimension door. So, yeah. I mean, I could DD us out of the cave and then teleport us back to the grove. Um, granted, obviously, there's a little bit of a dicey D100 roll because I've only seen the place once for this first time. Um, but, yeah, it's well, And we're not in danger. We could walk to the grove and not waste a teleport that might be... Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. So, I mean, it... it it really comes down to how people feel. I mean, like, again, like I said, I am... I don't know. I am probably at like 35% of my spells, but most of them are my higher levels, but most of them are also utility. So I don't have like a ton of attack spells anymore. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Brixby is not damaged and is not afflicted. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm still full health. No issues with that. I'm kind of low on spells, but I have so many spells that low on spells for me still means probably more spells than Brixby has. Yeah. Um, here's down to keep going uh yeah that's that's all i have to say classic so yeah i think we should go anyway so yeah i'm i'm pretty diminished but i'm i'm good to continue i I do want to say if uh if things get dicey if everyone's okay with it try to fall back towards me because i can pull us out of this cave or, or even bring us all the way back to the grove Okay. Well, perhaps if Levi doesn't smell any more of those crab monsters, 
nearby, we explore a little further until we decide it's necessary to return. Yes, I think we can maybe go a little further. Me too. Oh, it sounds like we have a decision. Uh, since we just encountered a bunch of little murder bots, just a quick perceptive do before going down this hallway to make sure we're not about to get jumped or tripwired. It's a 31 perception. Uh, there is a constant humming in the walls here that makes it very hard to discern any specific sounds above them. It's, it's like something that I guess Tarazi's been in, in ships before, so he's familiar with the sort of mechan like the sound of just some big machines running that basically vibrate the entire building. Um, and above that, it's hard to tell if there's really anything going on. I mean, there's the obvious weirdness of like five feet in front of him, all of a sudden there's a worked metal floor and the cavern is cut instead of um, cave. So something has definitely done some construction here, but it's hard to tell what's going on mm. beyond that. He has a thought before pressing forward, and something that he can do with an archetype he has is he can actually rig uh, a construct as a trap. And he's inclined to, so that no nothing comes up from behind while we're exploring, kind of back towards the entrance uh, set one of these little murder bots up as a little murder bomb. <laughs> uh, unless I roll a one uh, on this disabled device, uh, and unless the uh, HD of this is significantly higher than I expect, I cannot fail to make this trap. <laughs> I did not fail. Yes. Nice. Okay, so what does that mean? for me in case something wanders by. Yeah, just in case, hypothetically, something wandered by. Uh, since this wasn't disintegrated, etc., uh, there is... It's... It's a pretty low uh, reflex save to negate the damage. Uh, it, it's more useful for, for me as we hear an explosion behind us, we realize something's coming. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, uh, there is any space occupied by the construct, which in this case, just a little, little square. Uh, after all, a reflex save if you walk into it square, and it'll do a little, just a little explosion of electricity. All right. I will keep that in mind. It just takes a minute, literally, just one. So he just rigs it up as a little bomb, doodly-doo, comes back, and is ready to waltz forward just real quick I think while this is happening Kira's gone to take a seat against the wall and just like prod at her I don't know arm or wherever where she was injected by the nanites and is just sort of like rubbing that spot over and over with this vacant look on her face she'll as soon as um, Tarazi comes back like sort of snap back to herself but she's distracted I'll say well that should alert us a neat trick, Tarazi. Thank you, Brixby. And I'll go down this worked metal floor. 
Um, the walls of this chamber, of this hallway leading into a larger room, have been plated with gray metal. But once you get into the room itself, there is a huge circle of a massive, intricate symbol etched into the floor. Uh, the passage you followed in is mirrored by a passage to the north, and there are a dozen niches uh, lining the walls, each alcove containing a strange tangle of odd mechanical devices protruding from the back of it. Harsh white panels glow brightly in the ceiling 15 feet above, and standing in this room are six identical-looking humanoid men, it looks like. Um, they're all standing completely stock still, except as you come in and get closer, it becomes pretty obvious that their joints are have like seams in them, and their bodies are oddly segmented, and their flesh just kind of gleams a little bit in a very non-flesh way, much more of a plasticky sort of way. And all six of these identical faces turn and look at you as you come out of the hall into the room at the same time. I'm going to bed. Classic Sam. Good night, creepy mannequins. Night, night, creepy mannequins. Plasticky Sam. Sam. All of these are such good greetings. Good night, (laughs) Sam. Frederick Nietzsche's. (laughs) Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Ark. There are many more waveforms than these Mercutio. I hope we run into like horrible Cthulhu zombie Lysander at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no. he's, just, he's just taken <laughs> over control of one of the uh, Nethal Ghoul and is just wandering around saying Hark. Embrace the Harkness within your oh, heart. No. <laughs> the banquet of the Harkness. The har- the Harkness from Beyond the Stars. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm here for it. If if you really need him to be a BBEG, <laughs> let me like, know. I can make it happen. Oh no, he's still completely incompetent and unable to do anything. He's just in a net <laughs> cool now. Small, small EG. <laughs> I mean, wave small. Nice. I assume when you said embrace the Harkness that he is now played by John Barrowman as Captain Jack <laughs> Harkness from Doctor Who. Yeah. Absolutely, canonically now forever. Which really changes things with the uh, with the charisma there. Um, I got a little bit stabbed. Did any? I feel like Zach's face is saying yes. Zach also heard that. Was that me? 
Whoa. Is it me? No? No. Unclear. <laughs> Is it Jiro? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I just had to throw my headphones off. I'm a ticker. <laughs> the horrifying thing is that it sounds like just like the tiniest hint of words in the Yeah, static. there's like right at the end. I'm afraid to talk now. Oof. Okay, here I go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say some words. I don't even remember what I was saying. What were you talking about? I was asking if everyone was all right. Right. And I think that's <laughs> no, no one is okay. <laughs> People were okay, but not anymore. Welcome back to no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pavlovian. It's so true. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, no. <laughs> that was a test. The Nathalgo did not actually shout bees. <laughs> Oh, the geez. best blooper. <laughs> We're all covered in bees. <laughs> bees? Uh, 